Welcome to The Crossing, the sermon podcast from Washington National Cathedral. We're so glad you're with us, and we hope this week's episode gives you comfort and inspiration. Be sure to check out our other Crossing podcast, Tower Talks, where you can find untold stories from cathedral docents, volunteers, staff, and artists who have each helped make the cathedral into the national treasure we all love. And now, enjoy this week's sermon. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, for you are our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Good morning, Cathedral family worldwide. I remember one day when my son was in elementary school. He came home very excited about a new subject they were introduced to that day, history. He then eagerly went on to tell me some of the things that he had learned. At the end of exhausting the day's history lesson, he stopped and said, so mommy, I really still don't understand. What is history? I remember telling him that history was about the story that people write with their lives in their time. With that answer, he got this big smile on his face and he said, oh cool, so I can make history with my life. To which I then smiled and said, yes, yes, you sure can. Cathedral community, today is the feast day of Christ the King. This day marks for us the end of the long season of Pentecost, the end of our liturgical year as it is the last Sunday before Advent. But this day is also about much more than that. For inasmuch as we proclaim that Christ is King of King and Lords of Lords, as we did in this morning's colic, then this is the day we recognize that through Christ, the story of heaven comes down to earth. To proclaim that Christ is King is to affirm the story of God's kingdom, the future that God promises us all to proclaim that it will be breaking into our history. And for those of us who claim to be followers of the Jesus that is Christ, this is the story that on this day we are invited into, the story we are invited to write with our very lives. Simply put, as people of faith, we are invited to partner with God in bringing our world in this our time to make history just a little bit closer to God's promised just future. And so, the question is, what kind of story is it? What is the story that we are invited to write with our lives that breaks into our history through Christ the King? I like to think of it as a story defined by the peace of God's promise. The peace of God's promise. And so, 
It is a story that begins with the powerless. Whatever you did or didn't do unto the least of these, you did or didn't do unto me, Jesus tells us. Our gospel reading this morning makes clear to us that the promise of God that breaks into our history through Christ the King is one of uncompromising identification and solidarity with the hungry, the thirsty, the poor, the stranger, the imprisoned, that is with those who are on the underside of justice, essentially those who have no power in this world. And so it is that the story we are invited to write with our lives is one that must begin with the powerless in our time. It is with the powerless that God's kingdom, that God's promised future is inaugurated in our history. Cathedral community, here's the thing. In as much as God's just future means a restoration of and respect for the sacred dignity of all of God's people, and it does, then it must begin with, to borrow from the words of Missouri's newly elected Congresswoman Cori Bush, it must begin with whom she describes as the counted outs, the forgotten abouts, the marginalized and the push asides, those, she says, who have the least, who have suffered the worst. Let us make no mistake about it. It is only when they who are the least of these, when they who have experienced the harsh realities of injustice, it is only when they are free to live into the fullness of their created humanity and potential that God's justice can be realized. Her name was Pamela Rush. Catherine Flowers tells us in a recent New York Times article that Pamela was the 42-year-old mother of two children, living with them in a single-wide trailer in Lands County, Alabama. The trailer had gaps in the walls where possums and wild animals could squeeze in, Flowers writes. She continues that it was musty, poorly ventilated, and poorly lit. Pamela's daughter's bedroom had mold everywhere, leaving her daughter with asthma. Outside of the trailer, a pipe spewed raw sewage on the ground. Pamela could not afford to move. She, said she and her children were trapped, trapped in the death-dealing inhumanity of poverty. Soon, COVID-19 would ravage Lowndes County, and in July, Pamela would succumb to it leaving behind her two children. The story that Christ the King invites us to write with our lives is one that begins with the children of the Pamelas in our world. It is when they have enough to eat, when they have clean water to drink, a safe bedroom to sleep in, clothes to wear, means to care for their health, when they are free to grow into whomever God has put them on this earth to be. It is then that we will know that we are writing a story that at least bends toward the justice and mercy that is God's promised future for all of God's people. And so what kind of story is it 
that Christ the King invites us to write with our lives. It is a story that begins with the powerless, and it is one that is personal. When did you see me? They asked Jesus. And Jesus answered, truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. As God's kingdom breaks into our history through Christ, it breaks in as a personal story. For it was the case that Jesus saw himself in the face of the weak and the vulnerable of those on the underside of injustice. It was personal for him. And as it was for him, it is to be for us. The way to God's promise begins with us seeing in the other, ourselves in the other, and the other in ourselves. It is in this way that the story we are invited to write with our lives is indeed personal. Here's the thing. Behind the statistics of poverty, police brutality, and the daily counts of COVID are real people.